go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 Podcast, presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. It's a bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated. UCB provides the best in customer-first care in Adair County, United Citizens Bank. We do it all right here. For the show's intents and purposes, I'm your host, Will Rich, and I'm joined yet again tonight by our fearless leader, Clay Turner. Clay, how are you? I'm doing great, Will. How are you, man? I'm wonderful. Doing very well. I'm doing even better now. So, for those of you that didn't listen a couple weeks ago, you should know by now that I was able to jump a hurdle. I think everybody needs to know that. 42-inch hurdle. Clay, you were I was I failed, but not less than time. successful at jumping the hurdle. You did it but three times. The important thing here is that people need to know that you had a friendly wager with my wife. Now, here's the thing that I'm tore up about, Clay. I was successful in jumping the hurdle. And you got nothing. No one cared. So I will continue to shout my own praises until somebody cares that I jumped that hurdle. Nobody cared that I jumped it, even though everybody was telling me besides you, Clay, that I couldn't jump it. Seth wouldn't say it, but I don't think Seth thought that I could jump it. He would never admit it. Post-production, Tribe 44 confession, I did not. But I don't think he did. And Ryan McQuarrie, who brought the hurdle, definitely didn't think I could do it. He even said he loved me, but I didn't need to try it. You know, and I also saw someone you have in youth, Will, Reese Barden, kind of while you're getting ready to do it, look away and be like, he, there's no way he can do this. Yeah, nobody believed me. I did it, but nobody cared. But, Clay, you weren't able to do it, and you're getting the publicity here because you had a little friendly wager with Samantha, who loves to torment you. You know, I usually ask people, what is something about yourself that they don't know? that you wouldn't guess that's her that would be her answer she loves to torment me (laughs) she walked around the corner ominously as you were speaking about her clay so she's uh she's listening and ready to torment you some more so the thing that happens now is that samantha gets to ask clay five on-air questions now we did a trial run seth's just gonna put those at the end so he's gonna dump them after the closing song He's going to put that down. We did a trial run today. I think out of three questions, one was able to be aired on the podcast. But yeah, only one have been able to uh, be on the podcast. Yeah, but she'll still have four more after today. So if you want to hear those, just continue listening past the closing. If you Listen, if you don't know by now, Seth likes to put little things at the end. So if you've just stopped listening to the show and cut it off at the end song, You've missed some outtakes and some bloopers and some and some things that Seth has cleverly put at the end. And the people that listen all the way through, we can always tell because they always have comments about that, don't they, Clay? Yeah, it's great. And like I said, at the end, Seth usually has something very, very Seth Dunbar. And you can usually tell it's something witty. You know, the thing you said about McKenzie was something he played for a long time. Here in the Dare County Sports Legend. But yeah, and I'm end, sure he just did it. On the playback, if he didn't, he's doing it now. Here in the Dare County Sports Legend. Yeah. So, 
Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into the first segment. It's brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey's has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981, and they are committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. Also, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, Luke Piles with Next Home Real of the Experts is the man to call for all things real estate in Southern Kentucky. Residential, commercial, investment properties, he does it all. So give him a call or text today at 270-378-0405 or message him on any social media platform. Speaking of doing it all, we've got a lot of different things that we can talk about today. But one of the things that I want to make sure Seth had actually brought this topic up to us. And I want to talk about our fine city of Columbia and our eateries, our, our places to eat. Now, I know you're a big you're a big food guy, Clay. All oh, right. I, there's a lot of things in life I don't know about, but I feel like food is something I do know about and I'm pretty knowledgeable about. Except for a food bracket of former restaurants in which you were terribly incorrect. But you know, that's okay. I, I digress. It wasn't just me. It was you know, more votes for that other restaurant than the vote you had. Your vote was in the minority, which is okay, but that's the way it was. Amongst the people that know, my vote was in the majority. <laughs> but I'm going to get over that one of these days, Clay. It's probably not going to be soon, just like I haven't got over you not inviting me to your 12th birthday party. However, I wanted to ask you and pick your brain, since you are the food junkie around here, what are your five go-to meals in Columbia. Not necessarily the best food, not even if not necessarily like your five that if you're in Columbia, these are the five meals that you think of just anywhere. It can be fast food, it can be sit down restaurant, whatever it is. So I got two from Apple Poco. I'm gonna go ahead and say them right off. I love Apple Poco. I go every Wednesday night before church or after church. It's it's my favorite in Columbia. So I get Chicken, rice, and cheese, but with onions. Throwing us onions, and it's a little bit different for you, Clay. What are, I'm the, what are the onions adding? Here's what's crazy. I was with Michaela and her cousins one time eating, and they got that. And ever since I've been getting that, it has just changed the meal for me, and it makes the chicken, rice, and cheese a lot better. I used to get that and add uh, pico de gallo. Oh, that sounds good. But I don't do that anymore. <laughs> You know, honestly, there's so many things I get from there. I get their fajita nachos. I can put that in there. Their tacos I love. But my second choice from Poco is going to be two grilled chicken quesadillas with cheese sauce and an order of rice. I love it. Poco is great. Next, I'm going Subway. I love the sweet onion chicken teriyaki, foot long on Italian herbs and cheese bread toasted with lettuce shredded mozzarella banana peppers black olives onions green pepper and sweet onion sauce great meal that's highly specific i like it go ahead I'm you, i have all this in my head like i said i don't know much in life but i do know this number four let's go with a betty's omelet we're gonna go with the western omelet at betty's with hash browns comes with toast too it's a very good meal I love breakfast food at night. The omelet there is really, really good. And my last pick for the county, you know, I've talked about Mexican. I've talked about Subway. Then I went Betty's. I'm going to go back to fast food, and I'm actually going to go with Cookout, and I'm just going to get one of their trays, 
I used to not be a big burger person, but I really like, I've got where I've really liked burgers. I get their burgers with pickles and bacon and cheese with their hush puppies, which I think their hush puppies are outstanding. And I get their chicken quesadilla with that. And that is my five go-to meals at Columbia. Okay. I've prepared a list of five as well. And I've got some honorable mentions. Number one, this would be the top of my list. This would be my go-to meal in life. And that was at the late, great Circle R, Buffalo Chicken Tenders with macaroni and cheese. And sometimes, Clay, I got two sides of macaroni and cheese because you don't get a figure like mine without eating two sides of macaroni and cheese. You know, I was actually getting ready to name your second side that I got there all the time. Their Cajun fries were very good. Cajun fries were very good, yeah. If I wasn't getting the two sides of mac and cheese, I was definitely getting the Cajun fries. But the late, great Circle R, may it rest in peace. Another go-to for me, and the only reason it's an honorable mention and it's not on my list is because I just don't go out there enough. And it is the Grilled Chicken Oscar, I think is what it's called. It's got the grilled chicken with the cheese and the asparagus and the uh, crab meat on it. You know, that actually is a great, a great meal. I've had that before. It's awesome. You know, something I didn't even think about that is really close to my top five, if not top five, is the shrimp tacos at Black Stallion. I love the shrimp tacos there. Okay, so this is my list, Clay, my five go-tos. And this is my number one, my go-to for every restaurant. I'm trying not to put these in any particular order, but this one is number one because it came to my mind first. I get the steak, cheese, and rice from Acapulco. Their steak is very good. A go-to, used to be a go-to pretty much twice a week for me, and I've tried to cut back, but I would go get a chicken biscuit and a black coffee from McDonald's probably twice a week. I don't do that anymore, trying to cut back. But I've actually never had a McDonald's chicken biscuit. The McDonald's chicken biscuit, I used to like the Dairy Queen chicken biscuits when they come in the twin packs a lot better, but the chicken biscuit at McDonald's is pretty good i like their biscuits anyway now that honey butter chicken biscuit i don't get it very often which i don't know if if that's still a thing at wendy's that was phenomenal but a chicken biscuit and just a black coffee for me that's a go-to a go-to for my family clay is at trey's garden we get the either the orange chicken or the general so's chicken combo dinner that'll feed my whole family we'll have dinner that night and then lunch the next day for both samantha and myself for like nine dollars you get the rice and the chicken and the egg roll that comes with it i like that seth and i shared this go to the seafood nacho at fiesta mexico and then i also have cookout on my list with the quesadilla a chicken wrap and the white cheddar cheese bites with sometimes a cheer wine sometimes if i'm feeling froggy I get a Coke float with that. And now you see why I'm in the shape that I'm in, because those are my go-tos, Clay. Well, you know, we we all mentioned some great go-to meals, and there's even some meals that we haven't even mentioned that I really enjoy in Columbia. Yeah, so those are our top, well, not our top, I mean, there are five go-tos. They're not in any particular order. You mentioned some honorable mentions. I'll mention one, the pool room catfish dinner on Friday nights. Pool room is a good one. I don't really have a go-to at the pool room because I just usually go with their specials, whatever the special. Taco salad at the pool room, that's like a Columbia staple, isn't it? Yeah, their taco salad's very good, too. Clay, with that being said, you know, these are some of Adair County's finest 
food establishment, some of their finest plates that we think that they cook up. And uh, one of the finest athletes that we've had come through Adair County in the high school football scene is going to be our guest tonight. So why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Today we're going to be joined by 2016 Adair County graduate, Adair County former football player, center, and played on the defensive line as well, Isaac Carter. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Isaac, what, at what age did you start playing football? Mm. I think it was around the fifth or sixth grade, honestly. I remember uh, Brian Cease come up to me and asked me if I wanted to play football in the Mexican restaurant. It's one of those memories that kind of stuck with me. At the Mexican restaurant. So so Brian mm-hmm. Cease gets all the gets all the credit, right? Yeah, baseball is a little too boring for me. <laughs> as, as a younger kid, you was always, which you've always been taught, you was always bigger as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So was you always a lineman? Yeah, always a lineman. Did you ever get any carries or anything throughout your football career? Uh, I think one time in Little League I got a carry, but I think it got called back. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Going through middle school, did you play center in middle school as well? No, I played guard. At that time, Brady Baker was playing center. Mm-hmm. Of course, with Peck, it was under center, and you guys had a ton of success. You know, that, that grade you are in with Brady, Dawes, Chance, Cam, Jordan, Shamez later moves, you know, high school. But then in middle school, you also had Trey Jones and Kyron Jones too, correct? Yes, that's correct. So, really, I guess once you started playing football, I was winning, y'all was just kind of used to. Yeah, it was, it was good. Like, like you said, we had some athletes, some real some real good skilled players. We was always kind of decent up front, and it all just kind of come together for us. I was real lucky to join that, that bunch of boys, and we had a good time doing it. You started your junior year in high school, am I correct? Yes, that's correct. When did you move to center in high school? So when we finished eighth grade, uh, I come up, and we that's still when some of the middle school players come up and we played uh, freshman and uh, JV ball. I come up there, and Coach Gay said they needed a center for the JV game that Tuesday night. He looked at me and said, I think you'll do. I started center for the JV team, uh, team at Taylor County that night. It did not go very good. <laughs> did not, was not a uh, pleasant first game at center? No, it, it wasn't. I, I didn't have much time to really prepare there. There were several over. Uh, I think Shea Martin was a quarterback for that little that little group we have, that ragtag bandit group. We uh, He was chasing some snaps throughout the night, that one. It was, it was not a good start. You know, talking about that, Coach Gay's offense, of course, it was most – 95% shotgun. So how long did it take you to actually really get where snapping was just not a big deal at all? Oh, yeah. So after I come up and started playing high school ball, we uh, I just started – I always played center. So, you know, it's just kind of that muscle memory thing. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And after a couple of years, you know, it's just kind of like second nature. It's just something you kind of have to practice. Isaac, one thing about you, your transformation of your body – what year did you really start to slim down and start to really uh, focus on your body and that transformation? I reckon that was probably around the end of sophomore year. I just, I really fell in love with lifting and, and it just became really just important to me. It was uh, one of the better things that I gained from football, just uh, overall healthier approach to life. And, and it was, it was really something that was, it's a big positive in my life. One of the things I took away from the game. Y'all's offense was unlike a lot of offenses where 
as offensive linemen, I was like, y'all moved a lot. Not yeah. many. It was not many just, you know, classic two-step block person in front of you. Yeah, we uh, ran rocket and, and counter, and that was our two of our base plays. Of course, there's power sprinkled in there, but we got real lucky, too. Like you mentioned, we had Dawson Brady. They were converted fullbacks, and, you know, they were pretty fast, pretty athletic. And uh, like, you, like as you mentioned earlier, I kind of got in a little bit better shape, and it was a real fun offense to run. Like, yeah, we was moving around, and it was very fast-paced. It was a lot of fun to run. Isaac, for somebody who doesn't know much anything about football, but I do know that the offense is between your middle school system of Coach Peck and then your offensive system with Coach Gay in high school were totally different. So as a lineman, what goes into the adjustments and what, what are the main differences in those two different types of offense? Well, I think we run primarily the wishbone with Coach Peck, and it's pretty simple. Of course, you know, with middle school, you know, I coached Dunbar down there for a little bit too. You just try to make teach the fundamentals and, and having fun. And then when you go up to the high school level, it's, it's a little bit different. It's, it's kind of putting on for your town. But really getting up there, that first – I think the first year we ran the wing tee with Coach Gay was uh, sophomore year, I want to say. And it was a little bit of adjustment, but the bands made everything a lot easier. At that time, it kind of had – we had to learn the terminology, you know, like when we ran Rocket, it was R2E or stood for Reach to Engage and a KOEM was Kick Out In Man. It was just kind of little acronyms like that we learned, but they were always on the band. So after you got those acronyms down, it wasn't it wasn't that bad to to kind of get through that. There wasn't a lot of thinking to it. You looked down, saw what you had to do, and you ran it. So that was always nice. And then when uh, Coach Stevens took over senior year, it was uh, – went back to huddle. Still primarily ran out of shotgun, but it was a little bit of adjustment having to learn. You know, we up front, it's always the same counter and, and power. They're all requiring the same kind of guys to pull, and it's the same kind of scheme. So up front, it wasn't too different. So overall, luckily, I didn't really have any big adjustments I had to make. You know, once you learn the basic concepts, then it's just building on from there. I see. What was, what's one of your memories that sticks out to you when playing through high school? <sighs> well, honestly, it's – Dunbar was talking. We was talking back and forth today. You know, he said that might be one of the questions asked, and I, I, I thought about that today. And uh, every time I come back to, you know, you always love to win, and and then you know that's always a big part of it. But I think a lot of my fondest memories were just kind of hanging out with the guys. You know, we uh, those Thursday night dinners before games, where all of us would go to somebody's house and somebody's mom would fix a meal, and you know, just really getting to build that camaraderie and. Those are the kind of things you take away from and you miss when it's over. You know, both you all played sports. I think Will played baseball. I didn't mean to slander any baseball <laughs> players out there earlier. But overall, man, it's just just being around a group of guys, especially we were all pretty close, you know. And uh, we most most of us still remain pretty close. It's It was just one of those special things that football and, you know, like sports, like I was getting at in high school, they, it really gives you the ability to build that kind of bond with your, your peers and, and really uh, – like, you just play off one another. You just enjoy being around everybody. And that's one of the things I took away from it. Camp was always fun. You know, I think about time when Stevens was there, we got in this thing where we'd try to knock each other over or whatever. Like, you know, you have somebody slide behind somebody and somebody push them over. We'd get the coaches and the coaches would try to, to get us. And there was always Bryant in the back. You know, he didn't want to get knocked over because he was still recovering from his illness. He was always on his toes. Uh, just those little fun things like that you take away from it. and Something that stays with you forever. 
Now, Isaac, before we move on, you mentioned uh, saying that camp was fun. We do have a story on you from camp said there were some skits or something that you had to do, and you did a, a pretty good little skit at the beginning of your junior year during camp. Can you elaborate on oh, that a little bit? Yeah, that was a good one. That was back when uh, Coach Gay took special interest in, in Chance. You know, he, uh, the quarterback's a big thing in the, in the wing tee, just like it is in any really offense in, in football. But, uh, you know, Gay was always one on, talking one-on-one, coaching Chance up. And we, uh, me and Brandon Burton got together five or ten minutes before and was, was chatting up. And we was trying to figure out one way to get one on him. And uh, we come up with this little skit where it's like Gay was being – Coach Gay was being interviewed and, and they was trying to talk about the different aspects of the offense. So it was like, so what do you think about your running backs? And we'd somehow circle it back to Chance. You're like, oh, he's doing a great job giving him handoffs or doing the rocket toss. Oh, what do you think about the offensive line, Coach? Well, Chance is doing a real good job taking snaps and filling out the pocket pressure. <laughs> and then you talk about the defense. You'd be like, well, Chance isn't on that yet, but if we need to put him out there, he'll get there. You know, things like that. That's pretty good. Hey, I got to ask you, I, you know, I didn't know about these Thursday night meals, so I got to, you know, put you on the spot. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but uh, who was the best cook that you went to? Well, they were all good, brother. You know me. That's all offensive linemen. We like to eat. And, uh, <laughs> Oh man, they were all good. You know, my mom. I have to give her a shout out. She did the the taco salad route, ground. Oh, that was good. Uh, Ronica, Ronica never go, never fails to go all out. I think she done steak a couple times, man. It was. I mean, everybody did so well. It was. We had a lot of support from parents and stuff too. I don't think people really see all that, but we had a great group of parents to really help us out and 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 you know provide what we needed and and we were just really lucky that. It was it was good, but as far as the best meal, I'll have to go with Mama's. You know, we'll make her happy. <laughs> That's a safe pick, Isaac. Isaac, I, you know, I know you're a big Office fan. Am I correct? Oh yeah, I do love Office. So I'm gonna test you out on it. Of all the teammates you had, who is the Michael Scott of the teammates that you had? Mm-hmm. Michael Scott. And I'll follow well, up with who was the Dwight. Yeah. All right. I guess. You know, you think of Michael Scott, you think he's kind of eccentric, and he's somebody that, you know, he can be off the wall a little bit, but everybody really loves. I guess that'd be Doss. You know, everybody loved him. Sometimes he'd say some, some off-the-wall thing. You never really know where he's going with something. But, yeah, I guess Doss would be most like most like Michael Scott, I'd say. And then Dwight, Lord, I guess we're all kind of characters in a way. Uh, <laughs> I guess to be assistant to the regional manager, you'd have to be, I don't know, most of those cats are pretty serious. I guess I'll just go with Brady because where you found Doss, you usually found him too. So we'll I'll do that. I think that's a good. That's a, that's a good one. I, I think I was I was thinking along the lines of Brandon Burton as a Dwight. Ah, I was guy. thinking of just my class, but now that if we're looking overall, that really opens it up. Yeah, Brandon Burton would be a, a solid one. That guy, man, I just you never. I don't know what what was going on. It, Five a.m. practices, not it, he was he was pedal to the metal all the time. That's yeah, a good high, one too. High energy guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a good one. I still see him where I was subbing out there at the the juvie for a little bit. He's uh over there, their guards or whatever now. I think and I see I saw him a couple times over over the year. He's a good one. He's a good one. Isaac, you said something earlier that I want to circle back to. You said you know in middle school it's about learning the fundamentals and having fun, and in high school it's about your quote was uh, putting on for your city a little bit, and that was something. 
that Coach Gay took seriously, talking about having pride in where you're from and, and having pride in Adair County. And you kind of embodied that as well as anybody uh, in, in that age group. So tell us about the importance of that, the importance of putting on that Adair County uniform every week. I'm a firm believer that, you know, football at the high school level is one of the most purest forms of football you'll find because, you know, you're not there for a college and it's not true. You're out there because you, you love playing with the guys you're with and, and you love where you're from. And it, it just, that's a special part of it. And like, I, like Clay played for a little bit. And like I said, you played baseball and man, it's just, there's something different about wearing your hometown across your chest. I can't lie. It, it, it's just special. You know, you walk on those lights and, when we we playing that there's still a great crowd that goes to the games now, but but man, when seeing those stands full and seeing your mom and your grandparents there looking up in the stands, you know they're there watching you, they're there supporting you, man. That's just it's unbelievable. It really builds that family and community feel. I know even just when I got to go uh, when I graduated and Isaiah and, and John, some of them were still playing. I just I love going and watching them, man. You know, it's just it's that whole community and it just, it feels like it brings everybody together just a little bit, if that makes sense. I, I know, of course, you're a center and your brother was a D end, but if you mm -hmm. had to block him 20 times, how many times to get past you? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Not even, not even close. No, not even close on that aspect. Now he's a lot more athletic than I am. I, I will be the first to admit, I am no athletic specimen. He, he's quite a bit more athletic than I am, but he ain't getting around me. Any pancakes? Several. <laughs> now, I'll growing make up, sure he listens to this one. He may dispute that. Growing up, did you two fight much? Oh yeah, like cats and dogs often. I was always that fat kid though, so Isaiah got got wise and you know he'd pick up, you know he'd use tools or something like that to get away. He always had that speed on me too, so he he'd be a rock thrower, a biter, or something every now and then. But we fought a lot when we was younger. But as we've grown older, we've got pretty close. Uh, there's nothing like having a good brother by your side and somebody you know you can talk to. It's uh, I'm thankful for my family. I was talking about the teammate aspect of it, and this is not just your class. Anybody you played with freshman through senior year, who was your favorite teammate you ever had? Gosh, that's another tough one. You know, we uh, especially playing on the offensive line. You know, we all kind of build that family unit. You know, you don't ever really see your name in the paper or anything like that, which is that's all part of it. And you know. But, you know, those five guys with you up front, Doss, Brady, Landon, Blood, Spencer, all those guys, man, they were they were great teammates. Um, as far as uh, the best one, though, I don't know. Like I said, they were all they were all pretty solid. Every now and then Chance, uh, you know, Chance, Chance was back there. He was, he was solid. They're all they're all good people. I'd, I'd go to I'd go to battle with them any day. Pretty solid people. Who was the funniest teammate you ever had? The funniest teammate? Well, Brandon Burton pops in my mind. Depending on what you consider funny and what kind of humor it is, Lonnie had that, that dark, dry humor that was always fun to be around. See, if Chance ever got any pressure, he started complaining and stuff. That was always pretty funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, like I said, Dawson would say small football stuff every now and then. You know, you didn't really know what he meant. But, uh, yeah, those are those are some pretty funny guys. Isaac, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your junior year especially. Your junior and senior years for football in Adair County were, were exceptional and, and record-breaking years, really. But that junior year especially, take us into some of your favorite memories of, of that year. Oh, man, that was, that was one of the – I'd say that is the funnest year of football I had. 
you know, we got to kind of platoon on ways where we only played one side of the ball. So we, we got to worry about all the flash and the scoring and stuff. And those, uh, those hard-nosed fellas like Shea and Daniel Grant and Josh Brown. And I think Luck played both ways. He's a little bit of on each side. Uh, that was, I mean, it was so fun. It was, I know it was, I know I enjoyed watching the defense while he was over there. And, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, everybody, I don't know. I couldn't say enough about that year. That was, that'll go down in the books, but practice and everything just seemed to run so smoothly, right? Because that was the second year we had started running that offense. So we just come in that summer and we was ready to go. We already knew the terminology. We already knew what we was doing. We knew what we was about. We knew what we could do. So we just had to put it to work. And I think we did a pretty good job of doing that. Some of those guys you played with were good talkers. Who was the best talker you had? The best talker? Are you referring to like trash talk or trash talk? Because I I know some of those guys and they like to do it plenty. Oh, I think you would be remiss if you didn't say something about a Grant with this kind of segment. <laughs> uh, Lonnie was Lonnie's one of the best. Parker State and pop off every now and then say something kind of kind of hey, out there. He's in that family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Jordan never really talked. It's like Jordan. Uh, don't, Jordan really don't talk. No, he was he was always just kind of silent, fast. You know, just running. He just yeah, he was he didn't talk much. Let's see. I guess I'd have to go with the best trash talker. It would have to be one of the Grants. Lonnie. What about Cam? I feel like Cam talked a lot. Oh yeah, Cam. I'm sure he did talk a lot. He's so far away from me. I didn't get to hear much of that. <laughs> That's but probably now true. And then, yeah, every now and then he'd come back. You know, I think of uh, that play. There was one play when we was at Caldwell County, and uh, let's see, some. I think Jordan got hit kind of late or something like that, maybe blindside. By they had a pretty good safety, I think. And Cameron came back to the huddle and said, "You know, uh, all right, I got his number." And that next play, somebody took off down the field, and Cameron laid him out. So I'm sure he done a little bit of chirping too. Isaac, what's something that you like that people wouldn't guess or people wouldn't realize about you? Mm. Uh, about me I guess I don't know I, I really like uh well, I guess people would know that I teach biology now so I'm kind of a science nerd I like to read me and John started doing some tile work you know I, I like to do st- uh, build stuff with my hands I don't know I don't do a whole lot <laughs> are you going to get back into coaching anytime soon I know you said you coached a little bit of middle school with Seth you gonna you thinking about that on the horizon uh maybe you know it, I'll take whatever gets me right now I'm focused on trying to be the best teacher I can be you know that's that's a new adjustment and but you know if the opportunity presents itself I'd love to you know I think it's important and it's uh it's a good way to connect with your kids and and you know kind of teach them those values because you know sports teaches kids things that they can't really learn exactly inside the classroom and a good coach can make you a break you so you know I'd like to be able to be some of those or be a coach like I had that really helped me when I think of good coaches like coach Gay and coach Meacham and Coach Hoosier, for sure, you know, those are people that have had a great impact on my life. I think it would be really great to be able to give back and help kids come up the same way that they helped me. Isaac, my last question for you. Out of all the teammates you had, who was the toughest and strongest teammate you had? The person Mm. you just wouldn't want to mess with? person I wouldn't want to mess with. I'm pretty sure Josh Brown's not human. I've seen him (laughs) list some stuff. I thought there's no way that guy's picking that up. He would be – he pops up on my list. Any of the grants pop up on the list. Dawson Brady were always pretty stout. You know, it was those are cats you don't want to roll around with when you see him pushing that kind of weight. We had, we had several pretty stout guys on there that you know if you didn't come correct, you know, could end badly for you. 
Awesome. Well, Isaac, thank you so much for spending some time talking to us about some football. We appreciate it. Like I said, you always embody that um, that slogan of Coach Gaze that you're forever tied. We saw you at the Dare County football game the other night. We just appreciate everything that you did as a student here and uh, wish you luck in your endeavors to become the best teacher that you can be. And hopefully we can get you back into some coaching here in the in the future. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I appreciate you guys having me on. Love the show. Thank you so much. Well, Isaac, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Clay, I thought Isaac was very entertaining. I thought Isaac is – he is very knowledgeable of the game. And Seth even mentioned that he's a phenomenal coach as well. He's not coaching these days, wanting to wanting to up his teaching game, teaching some science over there in Taylor County. So, uh, really enjoyed his interview. Isaac was really good. He was a, guy, a football player who was like a coach on the field. And you could tell by listening to him, he's very knowledgeable. And he was also a great representation of Adair County. Is this Hart County week, I guess? Yeah. Hart County is going to run the ball 90% of the time. They run a wing tee as well. Off to a great start this year. It's going to be tough to beat them. But if we can slow the game down, make it a possession, possession type game, a lot of ball control, we'll have a really good shot in the fourth quarter. Well, it sounds like we play very similar styles. Like you said, we both run the same sort of offense. It's going to be one of those games, Clay, where I just think you're just going to have to punch each other in the mouth and whoever might be a case, like you said, whoever's got the ball last might be the might be the team that's victorious. It's going to come down to the wire. Two teams who play the same type of offense playing defense against each other, you never know what's going to happen. They have shown to be a pretty good team. They've put up a lot of points here early. I'm not sure about the competition that they played. I know Green County's pretty good. We don't know this at this point, but we do have a common opponent in Camelsville, so be on the lookout to see what they did against Camelsville on on the ninth. So, Clay, on the volleyball end, it looks like we've got some games at a Danville Christian, the DCA Warriors Classic. We don't know who will be playing in those games. This last segment was brought to you by Jeffries Hardware. Jeffries is known to have what you need for your next project. Milwaukee Power Tools, Porter Paint, Rental Center, they've got it all. So go see the folks at Jeffries Hardware, the friendly hardware store. And we always want to hear from you. So if you like the show, have suggestions, or you just want to give us a shout-out, we're on Twitter at Tribe44Podcast, Facebook, as well as the county line at adair-russell.com. And that's where you can get all of your up-to-date scores and schedules for Adair County Athletics. Well, Clay, if you don't have anything else... This has been the Tribe 44 Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred method of listening just to make sure you never miss any content, and we will talk to you all later. Don't forget to listen for Samantha's question of the week for Clay since he could not jump a hurdle, and I could. See y'all. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street Okay, my first question, Clay Can you really tell us what happened the one time Okay, my second question Okay Are you ready? I'm ready How does it feel to peak at 12? <laughs> oh well, it, uh, it hurts every day when you wake up but uh, my bones crack a lot. I uh, this week, me and Michaela have been uh, taking a lot of her stuff from her house to mine. And I woke up this morning sore from just bending over a couple times. 
But, yeah, is it kind of sad, the fact that most of my athletic feats were at 12? Yes, but that is the case. So it is what it is. But, like, when you were 12, did you really think you were going places or? I thought I'd be better than what I was in high school. But I also was pretty realistic, and I knew that I was not going to be, like, some, you know, pro athlete. I never had that vision in my head. I was Mr. Realistic, even as as a kid. Well, it seems to me that you have become more unrealistic because you thought you could jump a hurdle. (laughs) You know, sometimes things are harder than they seem, and that was harder than I thought. But your husband done it pretty easily. So uh, credit to Will, and yeah, I I sucked at it. not going to lie. I'll own it. So you admit that you have more faith in yourself than what you probably should have. Well, in that aspect, I still think everything else I've said I could do that. You know, I'm not a great athlete now. I'm probably average at best, but I could still do a couple things. Such as? I don't, I mean, you know, I could hit a baseball. I, I don't know. Off of a pitch, a high school pitcher today. I can make contact, yes. I think we should put that to a test. <laughs> contact. Contact and hitting is different. Well, you also were very confident that you could jump a hurdle and you didn't even attempt. Yes, you I ran to it and stopped. I attempted. Remember, I hit it. You looked like little Miss Daisy running towards the hurdle. Well, that was uh, not the plan. But, uh, but yeah, Sam, I thank you for the two questions. Actually, they were way easier than I expected. Oh, just wait. <laughs> so. I'm saving the best for last.